Hey, Stoop Kids. This episode is sponsored by Candlewick Press, publisher of Evelyn Del Rey is Moving Away, the new picture book by Newbery medalist Meg Mendina and illustrated by Sonia Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Sitting on the stoop, chilling with your friends, hoping that the fun times will never end. You got your homie to your left, your bestie to your right. Feeling like a stoop kid and everything is nice. Got a couple of friends that I want you to meet. Super cool and super fun, walking to their own beat. I'm your bestie, Melly. Thanks for stopping by. Keep this thing on play and let's have a good time. Hey, stoop kids. It's stoop kids. Welcome back to Stupid Kid Stories, Episode 6, Season 2. Episode 6, Season 2. What? Episode 6, Season 2. Yay, yay. I'm so glad that you have joined me for another story. And as you know, I am your virtual bestie, Melly, here to give you a fun story. First, let me say happy, happy birthday to Anastasia. Hey, happy birthday. I hope that your birthday was super, super special just like you and that you were surrounded by so much love and happiness and you got everything that you could have wanted for this birthday. If you would like to receive a birthday shout out and other patron only goodies, go to patreon.com slash stories and make a pledge. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Stoop Kid Stories. Now, let's get into the story, but first, a message from the sponsor. Evelyn and Daniela are best friends. They do everything together and even live in apartments across the street from each other. But Evelyn is moving away, and as her family packs up, the two girls play amid the moving boxes until it's time to say goodbye. They promise to keep in touch because they know that their friendship will always be special and that they will always be each other's numero uno. Evelyn Del Rey is moving away. Available now wherever books are sold. It was an early fall Saturday morning. The older women in the neighborhood were doing their morning walk together. The bike club members were suited up, ready to take on the trails of the city. The new moms had their precious babies in the stroller and were gathered in the park doing yoga. People were washing their cars, sweeping the sidewalks, and the fruit man was making his rounds with his wagon full of delicious and sweet melons and oranges and apples. Saturdays in the city were always vibrant and full of life from sunup to sundown. It was a time when you really saw the heart of the community, different generations doing their own thing. Carr was in his backyard hanging with his pops, eating his big bowl of grits. Some days he liked to put sugar in his grits. Some days he liked to put salt in his grits. It all depended on how he was feeling that day. He watched his pops, which was a family name for his grandpa, work on building this new bookshelf for his room. As he sawed and sanded the big pieces of wood, Carr sat there just watching. Pops, how'd you learn how to do all of this? Carr asked. I started a lot of this when I was a young boy, and my dad taught me. Every piece of furniture that was in our house was made by him. Some pieces were really strong and sturdy, and others, well, (laughs) they didn't get much use, Pop said. You think you can teach me? Carr asked. 
Absolutely. Uh, grab that screwdriver and come over here, little man. Carr grabbed the screwdriver and sat next to his pops. Now, I'ma teach you some fundamentals, son. If you are ever trying to tighten something, remember, this is righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey? What does that mean? You turn things to the right to tighten them, and you turn them to the left to loosen it. You got it? Got it. Okay, now this is called hey, car! a- car! Car! A voice said from outside the gate. Car, come on! The BB twins are about to record their new dance at T-Zone! Car looked and saw Nathaniel on his bike waving at him to come along. Sorry, Pops, but can I go? The other kids are waiting, Car said looking at his grandpa. Go ahead, but you owe me some quality time, sir. I'm adding it to your bill, <laughs> his pop said. Be safe. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, wipe that crust out of your eye before Tia sees it. Pops, Car said, looking embarrassed, but then turned away and wiped the eye boogers out of his eye. He ran out of the gate and up the street to the playground. When he got there, the BB twins were standing by the swings, going over their choreography. McKinley had her iPhone out ready to record. Who knows when she became the BB Twins videographer for social media, but she was really good at it. Carr went and sat next to Nathaniel, Peach, and Tia. Hey, y'all. Hey, Carr. How's that pimple, Peach? Did it go away? I heard you got into it with Big J the other day, Carr said. Yeah, she tried to get me, but the pimple got her. Okay! <laughs> Well, I think it's time for you to get a new skincare regimen, like all the girls on YouTube, so your skin can be flawless like mine, Princess Tia said. Uh, yeah, with what lunch money am I going to be able to buy all of that with, Tia? And you may have flawless skin, but one day, you're going to wake up with a big pimple on your face too. And it's going to get so big, it's going to eat your face, and we won't even be able to recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> the kids laughed. Yo, T-Zone, how we feeling? McKinley yelled. Mickey, it's just us here, Nathaniel said. Uh-uh, it may just be us here for now, but one day we will all be at a big awards show watching the BB Twins perform. So, I'm getting them ready now, McKinley said. Yeah, bro, let her rock. This is just practice for when we hit it big, Byron said. Now, are we ready? Let's try again. Yo, T-Zone, how we feeling? Good, it's amazing. It's the kids screamed back. Okay, tonight we got a special performance for all of you. They are bringing the heat, the energy, and their amazing moves. Help me welcome the BB Twins. The kids applauded and sat down on the wood chips as the twins stood on the platform. Five, six, seven, eight. Bria whispered to her brother and the music began. The kids were bopping along and clapping while the twins danced. In the middle of their dance, a big truck blew its horn super loud. Hey, we're trying to perform here. Rude, Bria yelled. As the truck drove by, a box flew out of the truck onto the sidewalk. Nathaniel got up and ran towards the street, trying to flag the truck driver down. Hey, hey, your box fell, Nathaniel screamed. But as he watched the truck drive away... It seemed as if it had disappeared into thin air. The kids ran down to the sidewalk. What is it? Peach asked. I don't know. Looks like an Amazon package fell off the truck. 
Nathaniel said. Let's open it! No, car. We gotta take it to the post office or something. We can't open mail that's not ours, McKinley said as she picked up the box. Wait, look, Tia said as she pointed to the bottom of the box. Strangely, the box had some script on it. It's in cursive. I can't read what it says, Tia said. Wait, but I can, Peach responded. After Peach's sister Cookie graduated, their school stopped teaching cursive, but Cookie still loved to write in cursive, so that's how Peach learned how to read the letters and write in it. Give me the box. Peach grabbed the box and it said, A present for the crew. To Peach, Nathaniel, Byron, Bria, McKinley, and Princess Tia. Ooh, they call me by my right name. Okay, Tia said, flipping her hair. Uh... Why does this box have our name on it? Bria asked. The kids all looked at each other, confused. So, are we just going to stand here or are we going to open it? Car asked eagerly. Fine, we'll open it. Who has a bobby pin? McKinley said. The girls all felt around in their hair looking for a bobby pin. Here you go, Tia said. But I need it back. I don't want these twists in the back of my hair to come out. McKinley took the bobby pin and slowly inserted it into the packing tape like a box cutter. She peeled back the sides and looked inside and saw a piece of paper. Well, what does it say? Nathaniel asked. Ahem. Your lives are unique, but intertwined as one. And now your journey has just begun. This new adventure you're about to take will have you thinking that you aren't awake. Don't be scared. Well, maybe just a smidge. Your first gift awaits you under the bridge. Yo, your voice just changed. Now what in the world does all that mean? Byron asked. Nope, nuh-uh, not me. I'm not going. You are not about to send me on an unknown adventure. Who does that? We are black. You know we die first in movies, Princess Tia said. Tia, stop being like that. This could be fun, Carr said. Clearly, he was very much invested in this box's message. Fun? We don't even know who this came from or why it's addressed to us, McKinley said. Yeah, I am with that. Come on, Bria, let's go, Byron said. As he turned around, he saw eight jerseys hanging on the monkey bars. Y'all, look, he said. The kids ran quickly over to the monkey bars. Yo, this is so cool, Nathaniel said. Right? We're about to be like, I don't know, Legends of the Mystery Amazon Box, Carr said. Isn't that a show? Peach asked. No, that's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Each jersey was purple and black and had everyone's name on the back of it. Should we put them on? Peach asked. No, no, no. Why are we entertaining this? Who said we were going through with this? Tia said. I think this could be fun. What do you think, Mickey? Nathaniel asked. McKinley looked at the jerseys, then looked at the note in the box, and then turned to her friends and said, It's Saturday. And we have nothing to do. A little adventure won't hurt, right? But I'm in charge. Hola, 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 hola. Who said you could be in charge? Bria said. I did. You want to be in charge? McKinley said. No, 
I was just asking. Cool. Each one of them grabbed their respective jersey and put it on. Now let me read this note again. The first gift awaits you under the bridge. What? What bridge? McKinley said. All the kids scratched their head and looked at each other for the answer. <gasps> I know! The Present Street Bridge! Nathaniel said. There's a bridge on Present Street? McKinley asked. Yeah, I ride my bike under there all the time. It's kind of a long walk from here, though, Nathaniel said. Okay, well, off to the bridge we go! And the crew went off, Nathaniel leading the way on his bike. But first, they walked past the corner store and grabbed some snacks before their long journey to the bridge. There's the bridge! Nathaniel yelled, and the kids all ran towards it. Whoa, 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 wait! Byron hollered. What's the matter? said Bria. What if... what if something happens to us? he said. Nothing is gonna happen. And look, it's eight of us. We're gonna do this together, so it's all of us or nothing, said Carr. Come on, bro. Let's have some excitement for once. Something that's not Instagram or dancing. We gotta live a little, Bria said. They all looked at Byron. <sighs> okay, fine, he grumbled, and they all ran down the hill towards the bridge. It was murky and stinky and just really ugly under there. There were also names of people spray-painted onto the piles of the bridge, but you could hardly see what it said. Y'all, I'm scared. I'm not made for this, Tia said. We'll be fine. Follow me, McKinley said. Hello? Yo, yo, Hello? yo. Anybody home? The kids all started shouting into the abyss to see if something or someone would respond. Look, I found another box, Nathaniel said. This time, it was a blue box without any tape on it, so it opened up easily. What's in it? Tia asked. The kids looked inside and found... The end. Tell me, if a mystery box had you and your friend's name on it, would you go on the adventure? How about you tell me about an adventure that you've been on before? Maybe it was a field trip or a vacation. If so, I want to hear all about it. So be sure to tell me on social media. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode to hear what's in the box. Till next time, bye!